Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a last-minute thrown-together episode of Bench Units, coming to you from the morning of the Champions Cup weekend. If there's any doubt about who the engine is that keeps this podcast going, I would like to nominate myself because I'm here with my not quite professional but usable setup and James is here on an iPad in a staircase somewhere in deepest darkest Germany so yeah here we are let's dive into Champs Cup what do we got from our man on the scene uh, not a whole lot um, got here yesterday COVID test dinner waking up today another COVID test and then I don't play till 8pm so not a whole lot to do between now and then. That is a, a long ass day. Um, luckily for you and to keep you occupied, we've got your game four of four today, right? Yes. So shall we hit them off in order about what we think is going to happen? Starting off with our good buddy, Tom Smith, who joined us recently. Tom Smith. Yeah. What a guy. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode already, go back and listen to it because the episode itself is a treat and James trying to intro Tom Smith is doing the rounds and not yet viral at the moment, but I'm sure it will be. That's the best part. <laughs> you seem to think so while we're recording it anyway. Um, yeah, so in EuroLeague context now, Tom Smith's team of Baskets Rodden are going to play against Thuringia Bulls at half 12 German time, which is half 11 UK time for any mathematicians among you. Um, yeah, they we spoke to Tom about it when he joined us. They've just played twice in the German playoffs. So this is kind of a retread of that. And I don't think, I think these might be two of the teams that aren't um, affected by the junior rule being changed, right? Because they're, it's only the Spanish teams that are going to be affected by the juniors. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Wicked. So, yeah, maybe not a whole lot of analysis to be done on this one, seeing as we, like we just said, we've seen it twice. But what are we calling for this one, do you think? Um, I would say, unfortunately for my friend Tom Smith, I would go with Thuringen based on just what I've seen in the league. Um, I think they'll just have too much quality for them in the end. I think it'll be a good game, but yeah, yeah. that's that. I've got Thuringen. What have you got? Yeah, I think it's there's minimal evidence to suggest otherwise. Um, like Tom said, when we spoke to him, they pushed it to about a four point game against Thuringen when they played them in the regular season. Um, I just I think every time Rodden's played them, from what I've seen rather than kind of have to hit their top gear just to keep up. And Thuringen, like Tom said about Haluski, Thuringen seem to have the kind of trump card anytime the going gets close. They've got a guy who can drop 40-something if the situation comes down to it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know if there's a roadmap for Rodden, particularly outside of either Mustafa or Bandura going nuts, which could well happen. Um, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, the, the Bandura kind of, I don't know what stage of his career he's at. It feels like he's been around forever, but it feels like if there's going to be kind of a last shining moment on Bandura's career, a win against the ring and to get the Champs Cup final four might not be a bad candidate. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So 
Yeah, I don't know what what else there is to um, cover on that one, really. I just think it is as simple as the ring and having more firepower, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, talent kind of wins out a lot of the time, and there's a lot of talent on both sides, but the guys that are going to have are a bit more likely to be consistently great, I think, Yeah, fortunately for, for Tom Smith. Yeah, <laughs> For Tom Smith, I like how we're not bothered about the team in general. <laughs> Just our one guy. Well, so, we, we, we know what we like and we like what we know, don't we? That is very true. Um, yeah, so we're. I'm going to chalk Thuringen up as a win in that one, just as a matter of common sense. But my heart is saying Tom and therefore Radon. But we shall see. Okay, what's up next? We got Ilunian and Porta Torres. Take us away. Um, no one will be surprised to say to hear me say that I've got Ilunian here. Um, Porta Torres. I, I don't think I have a whole lot on either end of the floor to be able to score yeah. consistently or stop. Any yeah, the um, talent. The fact that. Obviously, this kind of eight-team Champions League is way different, um, way different format to what it's been in the past, and they just kind of invited teams that they thought would make be available and be able to make it and make the best competition. Um, I was alarmed to see that I've not really been following the Italian leagues; it's been all over the place in terms of starting and stopping and whatever else. Um, and I only saw the other day that the Italian League finals have just finished and Porto Torres didn't make the Italian finals. No. So um, quite what they're doing here is up for debate to some extent. Um, yeah, I think this one is probably about as about as obvious of a chalk win as there is, but let's talk Ilunion because I think they suffer a little bit from the... Um, transitioning from Spain and the juniors rule. Yeah. Um, so one of their lineups involves Pablo Lavandeira, who is a junior one-pointer. So yeah. he can he can play in those lineups, but they can play Sara Revuelta, the right. female one-pointer, in those lineups. And yeah. obviously, more recently, they've been starting Craig Jake, uh, as well as uh, Amadou and Bill Latham, which is not affected by junior lineups. Yeah, rules, obviously. So I think we'll see a lot of that. And then when Terry comes on the floor, Sarah will have to play a lot of minutes, but she's well used to it. So, yeah, I think um, the weird thing with Illuminati is I thought before the before the season, I thought they were going to go Terry, Bill, Jake, Greg, and Danny Sticks, who's there one. Is he one five? Um, yeah, they kind of tried that out early in the year and then just haven't used it at all. Um, I don't know if it's a defensive thing, and they they've played for so long having like three or four bigs out there that they don't know what to do with three guards. Um, but yeah, I thought that lineup. Obviously, they could play that one as well because that's not affected by the junior point here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of had that maybe marked up as their best lineup at some point and they just haven't been interested in it whatsoever. Yeah, maybe maybe this is the week we see it. <laughs> They've been keeping it in the locker the entire time. Oh man, imagine if because that's what everyone thought they were going to do. Imagine if they brought that out and were unbelievable. 
Yeah. <laughs> Worth taking all the random losses to Vigo and other stuff that happens in the Spanish league season when they could have just rolled this lineup out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elunion kind of, I don't think we've spoken about them that much this year because they've kind of been up and down a little bit. Um, you've obviously run into them a couple of times. You had one win that was absolutely insane and another game where you lost them by a handful. Um, do you? I think everyone maybe expected them to just shoot to the top of the Spanish league and stay there based on having brought Jake and Greg in and they've not quite got there all year. Do you think that they're peaking or do you think they just are who they are at this point? Um, I don't doubt their ability to have a really high ceiling, so I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and were just unbelievable for a weekend for a weekend because I think a lot of the problems they had at the start were just the team kind of being way different for the first time in a decade. Yeah. So I think obviously that's always going to be a bit weird, but I could, you know, like with the talent they have, like there's a very high ceiling there and they could like, they could win three games in a row, you know? Um, I don't know about peaking, but because I don't know if they've had any tough games in the league recently, but um, I could see I could see them putting it all together. They've got the talent there, they've got the scoring there, and they've got some yeah. other really good pieces. So yeah, I could see it happening, but yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, and crucially, compared to every other team that's hoping to make the top four, Illunion might have the closest thing there is in this tournament to kind of a game to ease their way in. If you if you want to call it that, it's still going to be it's still going to require guys to chase Sofian around as he flies around like a madman. But um, yeah, I think Elunion, if there's kind of a, a sleeping giant in this whole thing, I think you could point to them, which sounds nuts to say considering they have won two Champions Cup and been in the final for like four out of the last five years or something like that. Yeah, like I don't doubt Terry's ability to just like turn it on for a weekend. I never have and I never will. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, that about sums them up, to be fair, is they just, you know, Terry might turn up. Or I think this is the first year ever possibly where they've got guys other than Terry where it's like Jake might just carry them through a game. You know, if Terry Terry gets you through one game and Jake gets you through another, you're in the final at that point and anything can happen from there. Yeah, that's it. Like they've got, like I put Greg in there. Yeah, to as like a guy that could win the game for you. Yeah, he could. Do it. I think Greg's taken a slight backseat to the other guys this year. Um, I don't know if their offense is necessarily set up for a Greg takeover game, but it could happen in theory. I don't doubt his ability to do that, like you say. But um, yeah, I. I think that that's one of the things, without getting way too deep into what they're doing, they've kind of used Greg in the equivalent of the NBA's corner three-point shooter role where it's like, hey, we're going to swing the ball twice and then you're going to catch and shoot it. I don't know if they've fully unlocked what Greg can do in terms of adding something different to their offense. Yeah, like he's a he's an unbelievable shooter and a creator, but I guess like that's the one thing, shooting is fairly versatile in yeah. A lot yeah. of setups, like if he needs to just catch and shoot, he can he can catch and, sh catch and shoot his way to 
top scoring a game at this level, I have no doubt. But it's been it's been interesting anyway. And I think yeah. it'll be interesting to watch when they get through this first game. Yeah, man, we're being nice about everybody we speak about so far. Let's see they can probably all hear me. <laughs> um, right, next up. So Albacete and Bilbao has already happened twice in the Spanish League. I think one of the results you can probably deem irrelevant at this point because it was the very first weekend of the season from what I remember. Um, yes. And full disclosure, I can't remember the result. I can't remember the scoreline of the second game. I just remember that Bilbao won. Um, so what do we think? Is this going to be the time that Albacete can break through against Bilbao? Because I'm sure they'll take this one, even if it means they've... if they're have a losing record against Bilbao on the year overall this one might feel like a big one I think I'm going to say yes Ooh, man. and I think a big part of it is they're my friends no um, I think a big part of it is um, Bilbao can't play their normal lineups because Manu is a three he doesn't get to play as a two so yeah. they're going to have to run either their Four normal four big lineup with um, um, Yannick, Hasso, Asier, Manu, and then they're going to have to go Jordi Ruiz instead of John Hernandez, yeah. which is obviously a good player for a good player, but you're kind of swapping play styles there a little bit. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I just think it kind of messes with their lineups and what they normally do. Enough yeah. that it might make the difference. Yeah, I think, and we we spoke about it with um, Tom the other day. But the um, the John Hernandez piece is big for them in terms of kind of the versatility of the size and speed. And Jordy can shoot the ball, but like you say, it's a it's a dimension taken away, maybe more than it is just a a player for player swap. I think, but I feel like everybody kind of doubts Bilbao indefinitely and they tend to show people up. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are a team you would maybe chalk up as being in trouble because of the point different, sorry, the um, point lost situation and they turn out to be fine with it because they seem to just chug along regardless. Yeah, they still have the quality and they still have the system in place and obviously it's not like oh no, there's a point difference, so Asier can't play, like he's still yeah. going to do everything. So I, I think like, it, they'll be fine. I just think Albacete have the quality and they don't have any any real lineup difficulties. Yeah, the um, I think Albacete's junior, the 1.5 double amp, um, I can't remember his name, but I think he... Oscar. That's the one. I think he possibly doesn't get his junior point in this, but I'm not 100% sure because I don't know how old he is. He does not. He does not. Um, and that might be one to look out for because he's actually been big for them in various games this year in terms of his kind of being able to still run a low out who doesn't lose a huge amount of mobility. Because um, I say, be able uh, to, if they want to go more defensively, they've been able to roll him out as a 0.5 yeah. Harry. For yeah. a two and a one, which is, which is like that gave us a load of trouble the first game. Yeah, it's a big shift. Um, yeah, I think I 
would say if you just look at the kind of indications of what's going to happen because of the junior point, I would say Bilbao lose out more. But I also think Albacete not having that lineup to turn to as much might hurt them to some extent. Um, I don't know what lineup of Albacete's is best against Bilbao, to be honest. Um, it's kind of one thing that going sorry, watching the games where they played in the Spanish League, I don't think Albacete have ever settled on a lineup to kind of take Bilbao down. Uh, but I also think that Bilbao, like you say, their weakened version of their lineup, I don't know if they'll be as intimidating to start with. So it's going to be, I think this might just be a game of who hits first kind of thing. Maybe. I don't know. I think I think Albacete's starters are pretty well equipped in terms of they've got the height to up them inside and they've got yeah. the shooting to spread them out a little bit so because Albus and Bilbao kind of seem content to let people shoot especially with their big lineup because they know they've got everything covered inside so yeah they can hit a couple of shots early and spread them out with with the shooters they have I think they can I think they might be in business yeah yeah I think it's um out of all of them that the kind of first round of games I think this one's the seems the most intri- seems to have the most intrigue which is weird to say considering they've already played twice youth yeah it's like different versions of the same teams um and to your, to your point a second ago about Bilbao not having to take Asier out because the points difference do you think if they were in a situation where the point difference demanded that they take Asier out they would just play with four <laughs> yes I, <laughs> I have almost no doubt they would Okay, final question on this one. Is Asier more wheelchair game Joe Ingles or wheelchair game Nikola Jokic? He's certainly he's certainly not um, anything like Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles just sits there. I think he... I wasn't thinking in terms of game style. I was thinking in terms of you look at Joe Ingles and you're like, there's no way this guy can hang in the NBA and there is a strong track record to say he can. Yes. At the very least. That's actually fair. Um, But yeah, I think Asier is kind of, has maybe never been taken as seriously as he should be because to stay on the PC side, he maybe doesn't look the part as much as some other people. Um, But yeah, he is, I think consistently, he's about as good as anybody in the Spanish league year in, year out. I think Asier might be wheelchair Jokic. Yeah, I think so. So, shall we get on to the big one? It's a big one for me. I don't know if it's the big one. It is, because it's the late one, and it's at Landil, and the the stands are going to be packed with no people. So that's one thing I'm really disappointed about, obviously, given the circumstances. Yeah. Man, it would have been fun to play here. Yeah, it's hectic. Um, Yeah, so it's obviously Gran Canaria and Landil, who are the hosts. Um, Your situation has changed a little bit because your team's also struck by the junior rule, which I think Spain may well eliminate at some point soon because it's making them look bad when their teams go to competitions like this. Yeah, maybe. But, but yeah, do you want to talk us through without giving away the trade secrets? What's coming up for you guys? 
Um, so yeah, as you say, um, our normal lineup doesn't work because Harry doesn't get his junior point off anymore. So we're going to have to change a couple of things. There's one thing that makes the most sense to do that everyone either already knows or will see in the game later based on what we did for like half a season when I wasn't there. But um, we've got a couple of different lineups that we can move people in and out. Obviously, we've got to get we've got to get Richie on the floor for a little bit if we can. Um, and there's a couple of lineups that I can slide into. And yeah, yeah, I can't wait to get going. Obviously, this is one of the games where the teams haven't played each other, so yeah, for sure, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, they're unbelievable, but like I wouldn't be here if I didn't think we could win the game. So <laughs> we've shown that we can kind of show up and beat everyone. If is, we... that, is that your personal policy or is that when you say I wouldn't be here if I didn't think we could win? Does that mean if you'd looked at the schedule and it had been a lot tougher, you'd be like, nope, sorry guys, I'm out. Have fun. Yeah, not worth it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, they look about as legit as anybody. Um I think we've mentioned them on a past couple of podcasts. I haven't watched as much Landil as I maybe should because it's been very difficult to find any footage of them in a really close competitive game. Um, so do with that what you will. But um, yeah, I mean, we spoke about them with Tom the other day in terms of their defense and how you have to break them down with their kind of mobility and speed. And from you obviously you guys have been prepping for this game to what extent can you or have you been able to game plan for their speed or do you just have to be like hey we're gonna go out there and we have to be 10 times more switched on and ready to go than they are um i think it's tough because the only way to really prep to play against that is to play against it but we've got some we've got some really quick guys on our team obviously jorge's yeah. really quick mendel's quick and i I can move my chair. Richie's pretty quick. And yeah, R- Richard will get some baskets on them just based off the fact that he doesn't look like he's as fast as he is. <laughs> he'll sub in and they'll be like, hey, we can probably relax a little bit and he'll burn somebody and get a layup because he's that, a freight train. That chair he's made for himself apparently weighs nothing. Yeah, he's a big, strong guy as well. He's a freight train when he gets going. But I think the thing is just. Anytime in training you're matched up against one of the quick guys, it's been like, oh, this is what it'll be like all the time. Um, And we've just been like, just you can kind of keep yourself switched on and try and play as good a defense as you possibly can against whoever you're playing against in practice and then kind of try and extrapolate that out towards an actual game. That's kind of what most teams have to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's difficult to prepare for for sure, but all the like every club's in the same zone, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we've um, you guys have played a bunch of kind of close games all year, so you definitely have that experience to fall back on. And it seems like every time a big game comes along, Ari seems to forget that he's like still a kid playing in a man's league. So this would be a great time for him to have a game like that. Oh yeah, like we've had a couple of, like I love it when I kind of come on the floor and you see 
a, a certain team's first three defenses are like, okay, we'll let this kid see if he makes them. If Harry makes two, I'm like, okay, we're in business. <laughs> he had 25 in two big games from just being left open. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I know that was Albacete's game plan against him. Uh, well, I, I was told that ahead of time, but you could see it in the in the game. He made a couple and they were like, well, he's not going to carry on shooting like this. And then he made a couple more and then there's a timeout and they're like, oh, we don't really know what else to do. So we'll just have to keep leaving him. And then I think it was the Albacete game where he missed a couple of relatively makeable shots um, kind of late in the game. And I think Albacete thought they'd cracked him at that point. And then he sunk a couple that were like probably as crucial as the shot that Jorge made to win it. Yeah, he's a he, he's a legend. Like he even made like last season, he made a couple of big shots. He hit a he hit a shot to bring us into overtime against Madiba in like yeah. his second game here, and I was like, this kid's got it. He has no no fear of anything. No, so doesn't fear enough. he's just just super chilled at all times so if you guys have got nothing else left in the locker and you've used all your tricks against Landil Ari's gonna at least not be scared of the list of names that they've got rolling on for them nah and that's the thing like he's so big and long that like very few people that play defense on the free throw line where he likes to sit are gonna be anywhere near able to stop him so like if you have to put a big there to match up with him things get difficult for you in other places so he yeah. causes sort of weird matchup problems gonna say if he has a if he has a good tournament now this might be like the last time ever that he's your secret weapon if he, if you can still call him that i think i would say so but if people don't if people think that's the case already they haven't been doing their homework well yeah that's fair um so yeah like we say that's the eight o'clock game in germany seven o'clock here so that's the late one and then we well we've talked about who we think winners and losers will be of the uh previous three games i think we're both going to pick Gran canaria for a win in this one um thanks for better or worse um got to got to yeah so just because i i'm just looking at the table and the schedule and stuff now but it doesn't say what the actual brackets are so who do you stand to run into if you, um, you know, if you win or lose your first game? Who do you come up against? Uh, the Alonian or Portatorius bracket. So that's a fun one. That's kind of, considering what we said about Alonian. It's kind of nuts that you know we talked about them potentially having a an easier time getting through the first round, and they've then immediately got to run up against a team that dropped ninety six points on them earlier this year. Yeah, and it's like I'd love to get through to them because it's one-one. Like, yeah, I want another crack, man. Yeah, for sure. So that will leave you guys with the Alunian and Porto Torres side of things, which means the winner of Thuringen and Raden will play. So we've predicted Thuringen for that one. So we'll be looking at Thuringen Albacete on the other side in the winners yes. column. So that's a tough one. Um, I would have no idea to even know how to start going about predicting that. Um, I feel I'm like calling Albacete for that one again. Oh, really? You have a lot of faith in Albacete. I do. They're good, man. Yeah, no, they are good. I I was mainly surprised by how 
I was kind of mulling that over and you'd picked your team already, unless you've given this a lot more prior thought than I have. I have, yes. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the winner's side of things. So I think if we follow through, I honestly don't know who's going to... We've just picked Albacete to be in the final, effectively. So if we're, <clears throat> if we're being fully um, loyal, we're headed for an Amiab Gran Canaria final. <laughs> of course. So anyone yeah. listening to this knows you're not getting any other you're not getting anything else from me. Mark <laughs> might do like a another bit after this when I leave. I'm gonna tell me his actual thoughts. But... I'll pre- I'll pretend we've finished recording and let you let you drop off the call. Actually it's your Zoom call, isn't it? I don't think you you can leave me in charge. Um Ooh. yeah, I think that basically covers it then. Um that's the first round at least. We potentially will be back to cover the other rounds depending on James's schedule and if his stairway is still available for him to um do some ASMR into his iPad. I need an upgrade. I need to I need to like deck these walls with like duvets or something because it's so echoey. Okay. Or if it's the middle of the day I can just do it in my own room. I just didn't want to wake my roommate up. Okay, fair enough. Um but yeah we will be back at some point all being well um no promises because we have only just been able to pull this one out on the morning of when we talked about doing this i think on tuesday i can't remember yes um but hey that complicated hectic times um if you want to keep up with stuff then the bench units instagram and twitter will do its best to keep up with scores and whatnot um and yeah do you Last thing, James, do you have the link for where the games are going to be hosted? Because that's one the thing I have. are going to be hosted on www.landhill.de. Is that right? Wicked. I'm going to bookmark that. Um, okay, cool. So I think that covers everything from us. So good luck in the tournament. Well, I say good luck. I will definitely speak to you in the next 11 hours before the game starts. So... Yes. For the courtesy of a, for the purpose of us seeming courteous and polite, I'll say good luck here, so people don't think that I'm just letting you roll on with it. Thank you very much. No worries. Um, yeah. All right. Well, right. thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for thanks for getting up this early to talk to me, Mark. Hey, no sweat, man. Have a good COVID test. Thank you. Right. Take it easy. Peace out. Bye.